Ooh. <laughs> What's up, good people? It's time for another session of that verbal cardio, man. We back. We back yet again. I got my co-host. I got my co-host extraordinaire. Water, H2O. The only co-host you will ever need. If everybody, if everybody in your life turned their back on you tonight. Let's say everybody that you ever cared about, everybody that you ever loved, everybody that you ever went inside. Let's say they turn their back on you tonight. You'd be devastated emotionally. You'd be devastated. But you would survive physically as long as you got water. As long as you got water, you can take everybody turning their back on you. You just be a, a, a loner drinking that water. Skin on smash. Water is all that we've ever needed. And it will, it, it will continue to be so. This is a precious commodity right here. It's precious. Trust. Trust me, man. Last week on Verbal Cardio, when I was telling y'all about my tragic circumstances in Mexico City, when I doo-dooed on myself, when I shat myself, and y'all was like, man, did you drink the water? Did you drink the water? Did you drink the water? You think I'm going to just wait? You think I'm going to sit up here in America, the country I was raised in, and drink all this bottled and filtered water day in and day out. You think I'm going to really go to another country and decide to get that tap? That's, that's how you think I'm moving? Like I'm going to go international and get that tap. Why, why, would, why would you think I would do that? Why would you think that's the move for me? Let me go to another country and drink that tap. Why, why, why would I do that? I'm out here buying gallons of water. You know what I'm saying? I got to filter at the crib. Why would I wait? Man, when I get to Mexico, give me that tap fresh out the sink. Why, why would I do that? Sometimes, sometimes I just be wondering what y'all be thinking about when you say stuff in the comment section. Like, why, why would you even ask this? Was you drinking the water? Too? Do y'all think I was born yesterday? I think some of y'all think I was really just born yesterday, where it's just like, yeah, Tony don't know shit about life. He gonna go to other countries and drink that tap. Y'all wild as hell. Anyway, we are back. Verbal cardio. I want to give a shout out to my Patreon members, my patron saints, if you will. Uh, they are special to me, so I got to give them individual special shout outs, man. Sharon McD, Candy Cammy, Tony Ann, Simone L, Sherry Tucker, TJ Edwards, Randomly CJ, Ryan, Joshua, King Julius, Sherry Tucker, Ayomi, Gladys, uh, Chef Matt Owen, Rex Bennett, Sherry Tucker, Tanisha Turner, Courtney Davis, Joshua, to Jesse, Gladys Diaz, Tiara Knight, Lana, Sharon McD, uh, Alice, M. Hollis, Miss Ma'am, Mikey McZochi, Cutie B, AJ, Miss Josie, who else up in there? T Rose, Sapphire Blaze, Moyo. What's up, y'all? Zakia Williams. Tillman, you, know, you get your whole your whole legal on there, man. Courtney Davis, Joshua Kador, man, uh, Erica Mitchell, Shakinia Walker, man. I appreciate y'all, man. Thank y'all. I appreciate y'all. Thanks for the love. Cafe Olay, I see you, Lace. Uh Jack Dawson, M. Hollis, Meredith. Thank y'all, man. Thanks for being patron saints, man. I appreciate y'all. I love y'all. Care about your lives. I care about your families. I care about all that, man. Let me do, let me do a, a check-in on the uh the new membership. Let's see if we got five. Let's see if we hit that magic number on the five. Let me see. Oh, wait, hold on. No, that's the wrong section. That's the wrong section right there. Oh, here we go. Here we go. We got uh Najai or Naji, Diana, Maya. Luli, Nicole, and Key. So I got six new members today. We have reached we have reached our daily uh total. You can still join. 
Those of you in the IG Live, you can still join. Click the link in my bio, click that Patreon tab, and you can join up today. Why not? Just do it. Get it done. You don't want to miss out on this stuff because I'm about to cut the live off. So you better do it. Go ahead and do it. No, don't buy no badge. Don't buy no badge, but thank you for the badge. Don't buy no badge. Just join the Patreon, man. That's all I need from you. That's all I need. That's what I want. That way you get more for your money. Because I barely go live, but I'm always doing movie nights. I'm doing music nights. Do the game nights. We got the live podcast every week. We got Daddy Issues live. We got Verbal Cardio live, man. Join in on that, man. Get in on it. I'm about to cut y'all off. And uh, if you want to see this episode, new episodes drop every Wednesday, wherever you get your podcast. And it will be on my YouTube page, Tony Baker Comedy on YouTube every Wednesday. And I will be performing back in Burbank. I will be on Kev, Kev on Stage and Friends in February. But my show, Tony Baker and Friends, returns March 25th at Flappers Comedy Club. All right, y'all. Boom. Okay. All right. Now. Now. Let's tackle some questions, y'all. Because last, last, last week, I didn't, uh, I didn't get a chance to really dig into your questions, man. Um. Somebody said something that caught my eye. Hold on one second. Um, that's a question for later on. Let me look. First of all, let's talk about the Grammys real quick, man. Um, the Grammys, they happened this past weekend, man. Uh, I was I was keeping track. I was watching. I was clocking. Shout out to all the Grammy winners. Um. I was really watching uh, the best rap album, Grammy win. Last week on Verbal Cardio, I was talking about bars, compelling bars. I was like, yo, man, what you talking about in your bars? Are you compelling? Are we having a good conversation? Are you telling good stories? Am I compelled to listen to your bars? And guess what? Guess what happened at the Grammys? Killer Mike had a three Grammy sweep in the rap category. He got three Grammys, and one of those Grammys was best rap album, best rap performance, and best rap uh, song or something like that. So he got three. Nice little sweep. And guess what? Compelling bars. Compelling bars. That's what I was just talking about. The compelling bars won in the end. I wanted Nas to win, but if he didn't win, I wanted Killer Mike to get that Grammy. And Killer Mike got them Grammys. I told y'all, man. The Grammy voters was like, yo, we want the compelling bars. And Killer Mike has compelling bars. He's going to draw you in. He was talking about losing his mother. He was talking about losing his grandmother. He was talking about life. We were compelled. We was all in. What you talking about? If you talking to Killer Mike at a social function, you all in. Told y'all, man. It's about the the compelling bars. Victoria Monet won uh, Best New Artist. I'll put that on my mama. She won Best New Artist, man. Happy for her. That girl that sing that Water song won, Tyler. She won. Got a Grammy. Man, ain't that her first single? I don't think it's her first, like, ever, but Breakout, yeah. Man. she got a Grammy already. Already. Won a nice little Grammy. You know what she's talking about in the song? You see what I'm saying, man? The verbal cardio is really tapped into something. Compelling bars, water, and you see the success. In the Grammy field. SZA got best R&B song. Best progressive R&B album. And. Um, and she got. Um, she got a Grammy for. Her collab. She got a, she got a Grammy for pop collab. With the, the girl Phoebe. Phoebe on that song. Uh, Ghost in the Machine. So she got three Grammys. I wanted SZA to get that album of the year. She should have. She should have got she album, of got album of the year. I'm sick of, th and it's this not Taylor's fault. 
So I don't want y'all to think I'm 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 coming at Taylor Swift. It's not her fault. But I'm like, come on, man. Y'all ain't got to automatically give it to Taylor Swift every time. This was Scissor's year. Her album still in the top 10 as we sit here right now. And it came out in December 2022. Snooze is still in the top 10 on Billboard. And it replaced SOS. That's She's been dominating for over a year. Come how on. Can you not, how can you not give it to her? How can you not give her the Grammy album of the year? And not only not only the sale, the numbers are doing the numbers. That's one of the most critically acclaimed albums of the year. If you go on Metacritic, it's even more critically acclaimed than Midnight's, the album that won album of the year. So what does it take to become album of the year? And I know it's not, I know it's not solely based on record sales because I've seen it in the past where album album of the year awards have gone to I remember one year uh Steely Dan won album of the year. And they were not the best-selling album in, in that category. And so I know it's not based on that, but when we talk about when we talk about moving the needle, shifting some things, that Scissor SOS album is like the album of now. And so I want her to get album of the year. I wanted that. Taylor Swift is just the vacuum. That's why I said on my IG story, she's a vacuum, man. She's just absorbing all the all the awards from these women. I'll just be like, man, Beyonce probably should have got it last year. I'm not sure. But I know I know for damn sure Lemonade should have got album of the year when that came out. Who she was through Beck? Was it Beck? I think that was the Beck year. <sighs> Who was Beck? Wait, Lemonade lost to Beck? Yeah. You see what I'm saying? I'm pretty sure it was Beck. That was a 2017 Grammys. I think it was big. Come on, man. We know the SOS album is still. It's still. I was looking at. I was. I was on uh, Instagram last night, and no other album from a black artist. It might have just been artists, or it might have been female artists, has stayed in the top ten that long, ever. So it's just like. Come on, man. And the reason I call Taylor Swift a vacuum is just she's everywhere. She's everywhere. She's she's um she's she had the football games. She had movie theaters. She on the road. She's on the charts. She has several albums on the charts because she she keeps re re-releasing her previous albums because you know she's trying to get out of those shitty deals. So she's re-recorded her albums, which I respect. But it's just like she is everywhere. Everywhere. And it's just like, man, the vacuum. And now she's gonna be at the Super Bowl. She's making that Super Bowl. She got a she got a show in Japan, I think uh a day and a half ahead of the Super Bowl. She's gonna make that. She she gonna make it. She's gonna hop on a private jet, be here in no time. And they gonna be they gonna be cutting the cameras. They gonna be cutting the cameras of Taylor Swift. And Taylor Swift to me, she seemed like a sweetheart. And so I, I I don't blame her, but it's just like, all right, man. God damn. All right. She benefits from that like little girl-esque yeah. vibe that she has. But she's 34. She's 34? Exactly. You wouldn't have thought that. Somebody brought up the, the thing. It's like, look at how people look at Adele and then look how people look at Taylor Swift. They're one year apart. What? Exactly. <laughs> you, I didn't I never realized that. But yeah, like, yeah. Wow, that that puts a different because when she gets on stage, it's like, oh my god, I I don't know what's going on. Like I, I and it's like, come on, Taylor, let's that's be, crazy. Let's be realistic here. Taylor Swift seemed mad young to me, and Adele seemed like a group a year apart. Now, now the reason I kind of knew how old Adele was because she'd be naming her album titles based on her age. Yeah, so it's just like, but she she's got like a grown woman energy. She also has a, a very sweet energy as well. Yeah, Taylor Swift is 34. 1989. She was born in 1989. Wow. That's crazy, man. And no disrespect to Taylor Swift. No disrespect at all. But like, man, man, share the wealth, man. <laughs> I want the scissors to get the album of the year. Not, not just the R&B. I want her to get the full album of the year. Her acceptance speech was adorable. She's like, I'm, a, I'm an unattractive cry, y'all. Y'all have a great night. Her and Lizzo had a great moment, but yeah, man. And then Jay Z was going off. You know, he was just like, 
He was like, you know, having Beyonce's back. And I want to say this about Blue Ivy. I feel like Blue Ivy, she used to look like Jay-Z and Beyonce. She's starting to look just like Beyonce now. Yeah. She's turning into a, a mini Beyonce in the face. Just adorable, too. She'd just be up there supporting her parents, just be in the mix. She's tall. She is tall. Because he's only 12? Yeah, I think. Once they the kids, they always the kids to me. And I'm like, yo, she's she's five in my mind. <laughs> but how tall is Beyonce? Beyonce's up there. I don't think she's like too, too tall. Beyonce height. Let's see what it she's is. She's probably like 5'8". Beyonce is a good... Five seven, okay. Jay Z is like he's six, six three, right? Yeah, he's six something for sure. Jay Z is six two, so Jay Z is my height. So so blue, she gonna be a tall one. If mom's is five seven, pops is six two. She probably she probably gonna end up taller than Beyonce, maybe by by, by an inch. And uh, yeah, Jay Z <laughs> Jay Z was just up there talking, and I was like, all right. It's a lot of Grammys in that household. I think Jay-Z got like 24. Beyonce got like 30, 33, 34. That's a lot. Where did they be putting all these Grammys, man? They use Mississippi cups. That's what you Right. <laughs> it's like, yo, they eating cereal out the Grammy Awards, man. I would definitely eat cereal. If I won a Grammy Award and I had multiple, one of the Grammy Awards, let's say I got two Grammy Awards. One of them going to be for show. The other one is going to be for shenanigans. The other one, I'm putting, I'm putting cereal in there. Honey bunches of votes, just for the one time. Just for the one time. I'm going to probably get sick because I don't know what the award is made out of. It's clearly not meant to be eating food off of. But shenanigans. Shenanigans. I wonder what kind of, what kind of wild stuff Grammy winners have done with the Grammy Awards. Like, who shot a load off in the Grammy Awards? Somebody has done this. <laughs> Somebody's like, ooh, ooh, and shot, shot off in the Grammy Awards. Somebody has done this. I know they have, man. You know, rock stars, man, they be out here wild for the night, man. They was in there like, just bust off in the Grammy Awards. Ooh, ah. That's happened. I know it has. I know it just ain't me thinking it. Definitely, definitely some drugs have been in there and some, you know, some wild debauchery, if you will. I know it has. I'm confident in this. Um, not to go off topic, but uh, you know what I mean? I'm talking about you feel me. I would like to talk to y'all about a certain thing called earning. Okay. Now, we know. We know. And sometimes payday can take forever. When you need that bread right here, right now, you ain't got time to be waiting on payday sometimes. We, we've, we've all been there. We've all been there to where it's like, yo, I need money right here, right now, today. I need that bread. And earning is going to be there for you. You know what I'm saying? I'm talking about you feel me? Earning, because life doesn't happen bi-weekly. So why should payday? The money you earn can be in your hands today. Earning is an app that gives you access to your pay as you work up to $100 per day or up to $750 per pay period. All you got to do is download the Earning app and verify your paycheck, then access up to $100 a day as you work and leave an optional tip. Any money you access plus tips are automatically repaid from your next paycheck. Now, I wish this was cracking back when I was working the nine to five, back when I was at Dairy Queen. I would have loved every molecule of earning. I'd be like, yo, man, let me let me get that. Let me get that hundred up off you, man. My car tripping because my cars was always tripping back then. I had car problems every week, it seemed like. I was out here, man. I had new music to get. This was back when I was buying new new albums every week, man. I needed that money. I needed the money, Frankie. 
And sometimes, man, we need that money, man. You never know what's going to come up, man. Unexpected anything, a quick gift you got to get, you know what I'm saying? Somebody didn't pay you the money back that they were supposed to pay you, man. Sometimes you need that money fast. You ain't got time to be waiting on next Friday. That next Friday is miles away when it's crunch time, man. Especially if you blew your whole check on the bills and now you out here in the struggle for two weeks. You ain't got time to struggle for two weeks. Get in on that, man. Download Earning the Day, spelled E-A-R-N-I-N, in the Google Play or Apple App Store. When you download the Earning app, type in Verbal Cardio under podcast. You sign up, and it'll really help the show. That's Verbal Cardio under podcast. Uh, subject to your available earnings, location, daily max, and pay period max, see earning.com slash TOS for details. Earning is a financial technology company, not a bank. Bank products are issued by Evolve Bank and Trust, member FDIC. So get in on that. And when you sign up, make sure you type in verbal cardio under podcast. Get that earning, man. You know what I'm saying? You never know what life is going to throw at you, man. You never know. Um, That's what's new in the news, though. I want to get to some questions though real quick. Um Analog Future is asking me, who do you hope wins best picture of the year, best actor slash actress, best supporting actor, actress at the Oscars? Um, okay, let me look at the Academy Award nominations. I, w- I will say this though. I feel like the movie Origin was snubbed. Origin, I don't know if Origin came out too late to be considered, but I feel like Origin was snubbed. Um, I feel like it should have got a nomination for Best Picture. It should have got a nomination for Best Actress. And low-key, Niecy Nash could have got a Best Supporting Actress nod, too. That's just that's just my feeling on that there. Because uh, I feel like I feel like it was some snubbery going on. Especially a film like this. So, okay, so Academy Award nominations. Here's what we have. Best Actor. We got Paul Giamatti for The Holdovers. Bradley Cooper. Excuse me. Coleman Domingo. Killian Murphy. Jeffrey Wright. Um, now, I've seen... I've seen three of these performances. I haven't seen the Bradley Cooper joint for um, for the film Maestro. I haven't seen that. And I haven't seen uh, Coleman's performance in Rustin. I haven't seen those two. So I got to see those. I did see the holdovers. I did see American, uh, American, I can't think of it, American Fiction. And I did see Oppenheimer. I feel like they're probably going to give it to Killian Murphy for Oppenheimer because that's the that's going to be the awards darling of the night. And Killian's performance was good. Jeffrey Wright always delivers. Um Paul Giamatti It right now, out of those three, I'm 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 going back and forth between Paul and Jeffrey as far as like whose performance I like the most out of those three. And it's going back and forth between those two for me. But I still had to see the other two contenders that I didn't see. So I would love Jeffrey and I wouldn't be mad if Paul got it. But I think my prediction is Killian Murphy is gonna get it for Oppenheimer. Uh Best Picture nominees. We got the holdovers. We got American fiction. We got zone of interest. We got Barbie. We got Oppenheimer. We got poor things. We got past lives. We got anatomy of a fall. We got maestro. We got killers of the flower moon. I have only seen the holdovers, American fiction, Barbie, Oppenheimer, and uh, killers of the flower moon. Based on the ones that I've seen. I like American fiction the most. Um, Oppenheimer was good, but it was a tad too business-like. Oppenheimer was good. 
from a filmmaking standpoint, it was good. It was like it was well made. I respected it. Yeah, you know what I'm saying? Get the nuclear weapons. This is this is what they had to do to get it done. All the bomb went off. This is what was going on. But it was very businesslike. It was very like, oh, this is serious business. We talking paperwork, we talking quantum equations, we talking physics, we talking nuclear science. It was it was very businessy, even though we 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 tapped into like you know, Oppenheimer's love life a little bit, like awkwardly in one scene where it was just like his wife imagining him smashing the girl at that little board meeting. I was like, yo, this is an awkward ass visual right here. From a filmmaking standpoint, it was very good, very solid, very well made. But ultimately, I was just like, thank you for your time, movie. Thank you. It was a good movie. Thank you. It was very business-like when I left the theater. It didn't really, it didn't really sit with me long after. American fiction sat with me a little bit longer. The holdovers sat with me a little bit longer. Barbie sat with me a little bit longer, but I know Barbie's not gonna win. Uh, but American fiction really spoke to, you know, issues that I connect with more personally than the nuclear bomb. I was just like, yeah, they do be doing that. They do be selling black trauma and just like black stereotypes and they do be pushing those forward. So it was it was great. It's a great conversation piece once again. Um and I feel like I would I would I would love it if American fiction won best picture. I would love that. The holdovers is good too. I really enjoyed the holdovers, man. The character development in that joint's fire. So then we got the actress, Emma Stone for Poor Things, Lily Gladstone. Oh, backing up, backing up to, to Flowers of the, uh, Killers of the Flower Moon with Leonardo DiCaprio, Robert De Niro, and Lily Gladstone. This movie was good, but I felt every minute of it. Like, I, that movie is three hours long. I felt the three hours. I felt every molecule of the time in that theater. I was just like, God damn, this movie's still on. Not that it was boring, but it was just, it was long, man. I was like, yo, we still in here. I felt like I aged like the characters in the movie. I feel like I walked out of the theater with old man makeup on. You know how Martin and Eddie looked at the end of life? That's what I felt like I looked like when I left the theater that day. I was like, yeah. It was a good movie, but it was slow. It was slow. Good performances, but ultimately... It was slow. But I did learn some some things that I didn't know about. I didn't know that was going on. And so I was very interested in that dynamic of it and just the the bullshit racism and, and what was going on with the Native people. And, like, you know, I'm always interested in stuff like that. And so there was that, there was that element that I was just like, yo, that's crazy. But also I was like, that's crazy that I'm still in this goddamn movie theater, man. I felt every molecule. Um, as far as the best actresses go, Emma Stone, Lily Gladstone, Annette Benning, Casey Mulligan, Sandra Huller. I'm a I ain't seen none of these. I saw Lily Gladstone's performance in Killers of the Flower Moon. I haven't seen these other these other four performances though. So it's Emma Stone for Poor Things. I haven't seen it. Annette Benning for um the hell was she in? For Nyad. Carrie Mulligan for Promising Young Woman and Sandra Huller for Anatomy of a Fall. I got nothing on these. I haven't seen these. I haven't seen these performances. So moving on. I got no prediction. I got no wants. Uh, Best Supporting Actor, Mark Ruffalo for Poor Things. Robert De Niro for Killers of the Flower Moon. Robert Downey Jr. for Oppenheimer. Sterling K. Brown for American Fiction. Ryan Gosling for Barbie. 
Um, now I did see Ryan's performance in Barbie. I saw Sterling K. Brown's performance in American Fiction, Robert Downey Jr. and Robert De Niro. The only one I haven't seen is Mark Ruffalo. I really like Mark Ruffalo a lot as an actor. I just want to throw that in there. Robert De Niro's performance was good. Um, Robert Downey Jr. delivered an Oppenheimer. Sterling K. Brown delivered. And so did Ryan Gosling. Out of these performances, I probably like Sterling Brown's performance the best um, because he was so layered as a character. And he, he was unraveling and finding himself and just you know, going going through the morning, finding himself unraveling, coming out of his marriage, finding who he really was, and not being able to handle that healthily, and just coming to terms with that, and having having those those issues that weren't no closure with his father and stuff like that. So. I'm going to go with Sterling K. Brown. I would like for him to win, but I think Robert Downey Jr. is probably going to win uh, for Oppenheimer, if not Mark Ruffalo. That's my that's my prediction. And uh, Best Supporting Actress, America Ferreira for Barbie, Danielle Brooks for uh, The Color Purple, Divine Joy Randolph for The Holdovers, Emily Blunt for uh, for what? What'd she get nominated for? What that is? Pain Hustlers? Is that what she nominated for? What she get nominated for? I don't know what she got nominated for. What she got nominated? Oh, she got nominated for Oppenheimer. Oh, okay, she was good in that. And then Jody Foster. Jody Foster? Jodie Foster? Nyad. Jody Foster's in Nyad, man. Come on. Yeah, I ain't know that. Okay. Jodie Foster out here back. Jodie Foster is back. She a true detective. She out here with the Oscar nominations again. Jodie Foster's like, yo, man, I'm back. Because Jodie Foster was the move back in the day, and then she kind of chilled out for a little bit. Now she's like, yo, I'm back on you hoes. Um, I haven't seen Jody's performance. I saw Emily Blunt's performance. I saw Divine Joy Randolph. I saw Danielle Brooks, and I saw America Ferreira. All good performances. Danielle Brooks was good as Sophia in The Color Purple. Divine Joy Randolph, though, in The Holdovers. That's that's who I want to win. Divine Divine in in The Holdovers was a I related I related to her a little bit because she lost her son in this movie. And so I connected with that pain. So I was just like, oh yeah. I feel it. You know, she getting through life. She navigating, but at the same time, she's mourning that on a personal level. I was just like, because, you know, she didn't, she wasn't walking around like a sad sack the whole movie or anything like that, but she would have those moments of just like the waves of grief. She would have those waves that she was dealing with. And I was like, I relate to this, unfortunately. So, I'm going to go with Divine on that one, man. If you haven't seen The Holdovers, The Holdovers is a good movie, man. Like, I really enjoyed that joint. Strong, good character development. But um, that's who I would like to win. Who are, who do I predict is going to win? Probably Emily Blunt. And America Ferreira's uh, monologue in uh, Barbie was fire, though. But I feel like they probably going to give it to Emily Blunt. But I would like Divine Joy Randolph to get that thing. So, yeah, you know what I'm saying? Thank you for that question, uh, Analog Future. I appreciate that. What's the, oh, T. Rose is asking the hard-hitting, what's the most... <laughs> fuck boyish thing you've done in your life now let, let's let's uh let's let's define fuck boy what is that let's define it because I, I really don't know what a fuck boy is so let me let me get a strong like let me get a strong definition of what a fuck boy is before before i elaborate and try to share Share my truth. 
even if it's unattractive. What's a fuck boy? Let me know right here, right now. Ladies, let me know. Because I can Google it, but I, I want to get the, the real perspective. Ain't nobody coming in with the ant. Man, let me Google it, man, because y'all coming in slow. Y'all coming in mad slow right now. A fuckboy is a weak or contemptible man, a man who has many casual sex partners. That's what, that's what it is? Oh, wait. The Urban Dictionary has it defined as... A boy who plays with girls' feelings and doesn't like them and would do or say anything a girl wants to hear to have sex with them or to get something they want. Fuck boys know what girls want to hear, but they hurt so many girls. Once they are a fuck boy, they will always be a fuck boy. If you know a guy is a fuck boy, don't fall for him. Usually fuck boys are cute, so yeah, you usually can tell if they are a fuck boy of how they dress and act. He is kind of like a player and a hoe. Man, who wrote this definition? This shit is personal. Uh, so th this is just some somebody just wrote that definition in there. That that came from a real place. Let me go to this. Let me go to men's health. What is it? What it, here's what it means when somebody calls you a fuck boy. Uh, do, 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 do. The term comes from originated in African American vernacular English and black slang. It grew popular through hip hop music, including the 2002 song Boy Boy by Cameron, where fuckboy refers to a man who is a faker. Fuckboys are also mentioned in the 2014 Run the Jewels song Oh My Darling Don't Cry. In an interview with Under the Radar, Killer Mike was asked about the meaning of the word in that song. He said, the way you can identify fuckboys is because they are always doing fuck shit. Just the dumbest, weirdest, lamest shit ever. Um, so it looks like we got different definitions of fuck boy. What does the version of fuck boy mean? Believe it or not, dictionary.com offers a definition of the word fuck boy, alternative spellings and stuff like that. But the latter actually made of note, Google Docs is not given the red. So a fuck boy is that guy, the one who doesn't respect women, but relies on them heavily. He's distant, doesn't care about other people's time and won't commit. He's self-absorbed, does stupid things and fucks with others' emotions. So back to the definition, which explains a few key elements. It's a man who doesn't respect women. Simultaneously, he's dependent on women. He engages in selfish behavior without caring whether or not he hurts women. Damn. Uh, yeah. Well, shit. There's a lot of it's a lot of different definitions out here. Um now if you go by like, you know, now the now the original question posed to me is what's the most fuckboyish thing I've done? Uh one thing one thing that comes to mind, I was flirting with this girl that worked at uh Taco Bell. This is when I was in college. And I flirted with her tough every time I went up in there so I can get some free food. That was that was that was just straight, no holes barred, fuck fuck boy actions. Fuck boy fuck boy RD was on the menu for that because I had no intention of doing anything further. Like she wasn't I, I had zero interest on that angle, but I was laying it on thick. Remember that scene in Juice at the record store where he was flirting with the girl while they were stealing records in the back? I, I, this was me. They said we wasn't stealing, and it was just like I was just working my charm as best I could because I was starving, I was broke, I was hungry, and I wanted to get over on the free food. And so I was up there just charm city. Got her number three different times, never called. Fuck boy RD. That was fuck boy McGee. Um, I did that. I own it. I'm not proud of it, but that's what I did. I, I flirted and got the number and, and gave false hope all for the free food. I did this. Me. Tony Baker. Um... 
you know, I've in the past I've continued to smash with no with no intention of you know taking it to the next level. Now, mind you, I was also vocal about this. I didn't I didn't do a string along, but I I did continue to smash with no intention of making it official, taking it to the next level. I did that. I did that. You know what I'm saying? Not proud of it, but I did that. You know, um, you know, and some people could say, well, you know, I, I, I told her what it was. But still, you know what I'm saying? It's like, especially, especially this, and this could be TMI, but we were smashing Raw. You know what I'm saying? When you smash Raw, there's a, there's a deeper connection there. You know, you, you're tapping into the soul realm when you smash Raw. And so, you know, but even even though even though I was still just like no, no, you know I'm not I'm not ready to take it there. I was still in the wrong for continuing to you know. Continuing to, to do that to put it down like that and like you know, yeah, yeah. So there's that. So fuck boy R D man. Fuck boy RD. Not proud of it, but it happened. I did that. I own it. You know. I did that. So yeah. Y'all be asking questions, I give you the real answers, man. What do you want from me? What do you want from me, huh? Fuck boy RD, man. Um Yeah. And then when I did, and the cold part is like, you know, then I did get in a relationship soon after that. I'm sure that that was, that was just the, that was the true bullshittery. Like it would have been different if, if like, you know, I just remained single for a long time. I just remained, you know what I'm saying? But then, you know, for her to see me just hop into a relationship, it was just like, wow. Wow. Really? Really? So then, 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 and I I can't speak for her, but then it might have made her try to look within and be like, damn, I wasn't good enough or like, you know, what, what's up with that? And so I, I was trash for that. Yeah, so, yeah, I own that. The fuck, fuck boy RD, man. Look out, man. Watch out. Get off. That would piss you off. I, I bet it, I bet it would. It's piss off worthy. It's piss off worthy for sure. I own the bullshittery. I own it. I own it. Um <laughs> so yeah. Yep. Y'all asking the hard-hitting questions in this mug, man. Come on, man. Give me a chance. T. Rose also asked, what rapper's album would you like to do a comedian skit on? I would like to do a comedian skit on anything Fonte is doing. I think Fonte is one of the funniest rappers in the game. Fonte from Lil Brother. I feel like the skits that they do on the listening and uh, the minstrel show, Fonte, he has stand-up comedian energy. And I feel like they nailed their skits. Like the, the the little brother skits were just top notch, and so I feel like I would love to do, you know, a, a comedian skit on something that he's doing because I know he has that sense of humor down pat. Um, Aunt Lulu said, "Do you mind that I always say what in the haberdasheries when I see something crazy?" Absolutely not. Why would I mind that? Say it. 
I want my vernacular tapped into y'all very existence. I want, I want, I want my vernacular in your day to day. I want to be infused into your brain, into your DNA. That's what I'm looking for. That's what I'm going for. I don't want y'all to forget about me. And so if y'all are saying stuff that I always say on a regular basis, that was my plan all along. I want you to be thinking about me without even thinking about me. I want you to be talking like me when I'm not around. I want to be in, embedded into your soul. That's my plan. You know what I'm saying? I want to be a part of your lives, your vernacular. I want y'all to be having inside jokes with my with my terms in there. That's that's. I want I want y'all to be stuck with me, and I'm stuck with you. That's the goal. You feel me? You feel me? This or that? Wait a minute. Hold on. Let me back up a taste. Let me back up a taste before I do a this or that. Let's talk about Carl Weathers for 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 a quick second. Carl Weathers passed away recently. He was only he was only like what seventy six. Um. Carl Weathers, who played Apollo Creed, who played Action Jackson, who played uh, Dylan in Predator, who played um, Chubbs Peterson in Happy Gilmore, all the way up to as recently as he's been on The Mandalorian. Carl Weathers, man. R.I.P. Um, if any of his family and friends are even watching this or just even seeing this, Carl Weathers, man, he's just he's just a part of my childhood. Like he felt very familiar to me. Like we grew up, we we grew up watching Rocky movies, man. Rocky movies was just anytime Rocky was on, we watching it. Rocky three, four, the original Rocky two. Apollo Creed's death hurt. I to this day, to this day, I hate the fact that he died in Rocky Four. I'm just like, yo, why we had to kill him off? Why did we have to kill off Apollo Creed? And I remember Sylvester Stallone saying that he regretted that decision, but Carl Weathers is 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 as crucial to the Rocky franchise as Rocky himself. And like, you know, I just grew up looking at this black man with the mustache and just this masculine dude that just reminded me of Philip Baker and like, you know, growing up seeing that image and then seeing him in the Predator and like um, another great action film that, that was just, you know, that's one of the great, that's one of the great action films of, of the modern era and just fit in shape, black, you know what I mean? To see him lead a film called Action Jackson, where it's just an action movie starring a black dude mustache vanity on his arm um it was just a good time it was just like yo man carl weathers right he flipping over cars and like doing just dope shit saying action lines like how do you like your ribs before he shoots somebody with a grenade launcher this 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 you know what i'm saying just fire man um and then to see him come back years later and be in Happy Gilmore in this type of mentor role, and he got like a fake hand because he lost his hand to an alligator on the golf course. And then his hand keeps getting destroyed throughout the film. And then he dies in the film, and then like he gets his hand back in the little heaven montage, and it's just like, man, dog, Carl Weathers. And to see him come back in the rest of development and then he comes back in the Mandalorian and it's just like, yo, I love to see him. And I thought he was doing well. Like, you know what I'm saying? His death surprised me. Like, I knew he was up there in age, but it was like he he still looked great. He was moving. He was mobile. You could still tell he took uh he took good care of himself. He looked great for 76. And I was just like, man. And then I just realized, like, dang, man. This dude was really a part of my childhood. 
Like the Predator came out in like 87. I was 10. The Rocky movies, even before that, it was just like, yo, I saw him a lot. And it's just like, man, just losing that little piece of childhood. And I was just like, man, Carl Weathers, man. So I just wanted, I wanted to to speak on him and just like his impact on me and the image that he put out there. Apollo Creed is a fantastic character. That's a great character. To to see Apollo Creed set up as the technically the movie villain, but he wasn't really a villain. And a lot of people even rooted for Apollo Creed. And so to set up a character and then have that character evolve into something more than just, you know, a nemesis, they become friends and confidants. It was just like, yo, it was dope to see that transition. And two, to have the Creed spinoff birth from Apollo Creed to go into a whole nother successful spinoff franchise on its own, on the back of what Apollo Creed established with the original Rocky movies, man. That's fantastic, man. Shout out to Carl Weathers. Rest in peace. Much love to his family and his friends, his children, all of that, man. Carl Weathers has a special place in my soul. I got room in this soul for Apollo, Dylan, Chubbs, Action Jackson. I would love to be in a movie like Action Jackson. I would love to play a role like Chubbs Peterson and Happy Gilmore, man. Shout out to him, man. Damn it. Death is a raggedy bitch. Just a raggedy bitch. Um, Miss Ma'am asks, do you converse with yourself at home the same way you do on verbal cardio? Sometimes. It depends on the mood. Sometimes I'll be, I'll be fully talking like this in the crib while I'm cooking. Sometimes. Like, what are you doing, Tom? I'll be talking to the cats like this, full energy with the cats. Uh, Julius Drake has a this or that. Choice one, eat sweet grits for a year and receive unlimited Jordan 1s for a year or eat 20 Popeye's biscuits with only a half a cup of water and you get unlimited cookies for six months. You a piece of shit, Julius Drake. You ain't worth a damn. You ain't worth a damn. So if I eat the sweet grits for a year, I can receive unlimited Jordan 1s for a year. Or eat 20 Popeye's biscuits with just a half a cup of water? You're trying to kill me, first of all. I need the full half cup for two biscuits. The two biscuits, I need the half cup for the two biscuits. The two biscuits and the half cup is essentially anything. Once I go for the third biscuit, I'm I'm in treacherous waters. Because I'm going to need the half cup for them two. I can handle one Popeye's biscuit on my own. Two, you know what? I could probably give you four biscuits on that half cup of water because I'm tough. And I drink so much water, my throat stays hydrated. So I feel like I can give you four biscuits on that half cup. But now you're talking about this. That's 16 other biscuits I got to get in on with no water. Julius, if you want me dead, just say it, bro. Don't try to kill me low key in this scenario. If you want me dead, just say it. 16 biscuits, no water. Come on, man. I'm going to be dried out. I could probably get you 12 biscuits and then I'm going to just be like, I got nothing left. left." And then on the back end of that, my prize is cookies. If you want me fat, just say this, Julius. Julius Drake, if you want me fat, just say it, bro. Because I'm going to eat all them goddamn biscuits. It's going to be fat city. And then I'm going to get unlimited cookies for six months. You think I ain't going to reap the benefits of the unlimited cookies? You think I ain't going to be at Crumble every day? Yeah, man, serve it up, man. Unlimited. Unlimited cookies. If you want me fat and dead, just say this. For the sake of my own survival, I'm going to do the sweet grits so I can get the unlimited Jordans. 
Because at least I won't get fat as hell. I won't dehydrate. And then I won't be eating other stuff. I can't eat the Jordan 1, so I can still, you know. So for this, this, or that, I'm going with the sweet grits for a year so I can get the unlimited Jordan 1s. That's making the most sense. Damn, Julius. Trying to kill me out here, man. Chill. Chill. Tanisha Turner asks, this or that, worker, worker as a telemarketer or as a bill collector? What's the difference? What the hell is the difference? A telemarketer or a bill collector? What's the difference? Now, the bill collector, I'm getting cussed out on a personal level. If I'm a bill collector, I'm getting death threats. Bill collector, man. Bill collector, go, hey, man. Stop calling my motherfucking phone. I'm sick of y'all. You're going to get the money when you get the money. Cut it off. Sick of you calling me, man. My kids in here asking questions because you keep blowing up my damn phone. I just got off work. I got to come in here and hear your mouth on the other end. Do you know what it's like to raise these kids? You know what it's like raising seven kids on my own? Punk ass father then walked out. It's just me and these damn kids. And you out here trying to collect? What you care about it? Why are you taking it so personally? Ma'am, I was just calling. No, nah, man, no. Nah. Why you care so much? Now nah, I'm getting a full cuss out lecture just because I'm calling to collect. You think it's easy for me out here? Sick of this. I'm barely hanging on by a thread. The other job laid me off. I'm working two jobs. I don't even see my kids. I get my kids raising themselves in here. And you calling me about this stupid bill. Well, you know, I mean, you, you signed up for that. I know what I signed up for. Hush. I'm just taking this. And this is, this is I, just got all, I just got off lunch break. And I'm getting cussed out like this. I just got off a nice little sweet lunch. I had avocado toast. I sat at the park. I had water, avocado toast, and a nice little side of like, you know, fruit with granola on the top and some honey. Had a nice little lunch. Had my little, had it in a little paper bag. I'm going back to work, full cuss out. Sick of y'all calling me all the goddamn time, man. Do, do something with your life. Why you, why you got this job? Why you got this job? Can't you find a better job than this? Like, damn. So I, I would rather be a telemarketer. Because a telemarketer, I'm going to just get hung up on. I'm not going to get the verbal abuse. I'm going to just get hung up on. They're just going to hang up in my face. Have you ever thought about... It's just going to be a hang up. Hi, who's your cable provider? Even though hangups don't even sound like that no more, that's what's going to happen. Have you ever thought about uh, premium life? And Hello? Hello? Uh, sir? Sir? Ma'am? Hi. We're doing a fundraiser for... The smooth hangups. And they're gonna be regular sounding hangups, like it's an old school phone, but it's gonna be a cell phone, but still get the Hi. Have you ever thought about solar panels? Hello, sir? Ma'am? Sir? Ma'am? Sir, ma'am, sir, ma'am, ma'am, sir. I'm going to go with the telemarketer, though. Hang up in my face because I'm not even connected to the sale like that. Just just, just, just hang up in my face. Both are ass cheek jobs, but yeah, I'd rather get hung up on than cussed out. Kobe McGuire asks, and this is the final question for the day. Save your this or that for future episodes. I'll come back to them before the day because we already an hour in. 
He asks Tony Braxton or Beyonce. Hmm. Now I know a lot of y'all going to immediately go for the Beyonce because of the track record and the discography. You know, you got to take Destiny's Child and the Beyonce discography. So it's just like, boom, pow. You know what I'm saying? Uh, so I'm going to break it down like this here. I'm going I'm to I'm do the extra breakdown. I'm going to take Destiny's Child off the table. I'm going to come in on Beyonce Tony on the solo tips. Okay. Let's take it back to 1992. Two, three. I can't remember when the album came out. Tony Braxton's debut album. Self-titled. Had some fire on that thing. Another sad love song. Breathe again. Seven whole days. Voice coming in like no other. Nobody sounded like Tony. She had that song with Babyface, and I will give you my heart, and I will always be true to you, and I will love you forever. Love should have brought you home last night. You should have been with me, should have been right by my side. Baby, if you cared anything for me. Hmm. Tony had hits. She came out the gate, put numbers up. Put numbers up. And I would die if you decide you won't see me again. Man, if I never, ever. No, 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 no. If I never hear I love you now and now and then, will I ever make love, ever make love, please, please understand. Damn, man. Tony was killing. Tony was killing. Beyonce's debut album, Dangerously in Love, Fire. I couldn't put it down. I couldn't stop listening to Dangerously in Love. Baby boy, you say on my mind, fulfill my fantasy. Baby girl, tell me what you feel. Me, myself, and I, Dangerously in Love. That debut album was fire. Fire. Who sold who sold 5.1 million copies? Who that is, Barkman? Who you talking about? That Tony? That Tony on the debut? Whose stats was that? Whose stats was that? Dangerously in love with straight heat. So they both had fire. Uh that was Tony Braxton. Tony Braxton, man. I thought it sold even more than that, though. All right, I'm going to go to RIAA. Tony Braxton's second album, Secrets. That album is certified at 8 million. 8 million. God damn, Tony. Her Secrets album is certified 8 million, eight times platinum. And then her debut album is certified at eight times platinum. So she got two eight times platinum records out the gate. And then the heat, the heat was like, you know, a little drop off from there. Double platinum. Libra, you know what I'm saying? Libra came in. That went gold, you know what I'm saying? Damn, she got two eights back to back. I remember a story. I remember a story about um Mary J. Blige's record label wanted Mary J. to be doing Tony Braxton numbers. And they they were kind of like putting the pressure on her to get Tony Braxton numbers, which she didn't. But 
I feel like Mary J won in the long run because she connected with the with the audience a little bit more than than Tony did. So it was just like, yeah, Mary might not have sold as many records on that on the first two album run as Tony did because Tony was doing crazy numbers. I feel like Mary J really tapped into the souls of the listeners a little bit more, especially my life. My life it was just like, God damn, you know, this this feels personal. This is anyway. This but we're not talking about Mary J. So Tony and, and Beyonce, I feel like. I would rather go see Beyonce live. I feel like you're going to get a, a, a better show. Um, Tony's voice, though. I prefer Tony's voice over Beyonce's. 100%. Um, so we're talking overall. I'm going I'm to I'm just go with Beyonce overall. Just The discography is just epic. Like her coming back with Lemonade and doing all that. Yeah. As an artist, I got to go with Beyonce. But me personally, on the on the voice tip, Tony Braxton. I got to go with Tony. The way she sounds, like her sound. Like you know it's Tony. I mean, you know it's Beyonce too, but you know. But Tony's voice is just so like, it's just so unique to me. Like her voice is one of the, like if I made a list of like the most unique voices in R and B, Tony Braxton is gonna be on that. It's just the way it was. It was just sultry and deep, and just like yo, I ain't never heard nobody sound like this. And she was fine. I mean, she still is. But man, that short haircut when she came around the corner with that short haircut and that voice, man, I was like, man, who this is with my initials? Who is? Who is this with my initials? We supposed to be together. We supposed to be together, man. We got the same initials. So what? I was young. I was younger than her. So what? Scoop me up from high school, Tony Braxton. Scoop me up from high school and hush. Don't worry. Don't worry about what they saying about you. Don't worry about that. I'm willing. This is consensual on my end, Tony. But you're a child, man. Forget all that. Forget all that, man. I'm making the decisions for me. I'm in high school. Tony Braxton is my girl. I'd have been all in, man. You think she you think I wouldn't let her pick me up from school? Shit. Better watch out. You better watch out and hush. So, yeah. So, anyway, I got to get the hell up out of here, man. Shout out to the patron saints, man. Y'all make this podcast a good-ass time, man. Great questions. I appreciate y'all. Sorry if I'm ever TMI. Sorry, but you know what? I don't believe in TMI, man. I'm out of here. You know what I'm saying? I do believe in TMI sometimes, though, because I'm sick of Larsa Pippen always talking about her sex life. I'm tired of that. I'm tired of that. She could be having an interview about something totally different. She's going to throw that in there. I had sex eight times a day. I'm like, all right, man. All right, your coochie's just run over at this point. Jesus. I ain't never needed that much sex, man. Come on. Come on. Anyway, uh, I got to get the hell up out of here. We will be back next week with more verbal cardio, man. I want to thank y'all so much for pulling up, for caring, for chiming in, for being patron saints. Shout out to y'all. Shout out to the listeners, man. Spread the word about Verbal Cardio, man. I'm trying to expand this podcast, man. Tell, tell everybody, man. Put everybody on, man. You know what I'm saying? Let's get it. Don't forget to drink more water. And thank you for tuning in to another session of that Verbal Cardio.